My time is over. Strike! Because my time <laughs> Please. is Please! <laughs> no! <laughs> Fucking kill me, bro! <laughs> I won't do it. You are my friend. <laughs> Sarah, you have to do so many more bone <laughs> yeah. quotes immediately. Right. Oh, let's see what we got here. A knight is sworn to valor. Dark only knows virtue. <laughs> That's it. There's just no good dialogue. Don't clutter up a, a scheme with morality. Ugh, gr- I fucking hate this guy. I just... You can keep your gratitude. I'll take the gold. <laughs> <laughs> He's a silly, nasty goblin, man. I just want to watch Beetlejuice. Yeah, but that's what we learned. my heart say you love me dragon hello everybody and welcome to paragon marathon i'm dan and we dragons love to sing when we're happy (laughs) (laughs) you nerd you absolute dork you guys didn't think of tony braxton immediately (laughs) (laughs) this movie's about a broken dragon heart Wow. wow, I did not do the record. This is a romance. That's what I've been passing around it's for a whole It's definitely time. a romance. I am it right is. there with you. Okay. Oh, that threw me. Yeah, chop and screw that together if you can. <laughs> uh, is that an extra in Dragonheart? No, I just cut my own bangs. Hi, I'm Sarah. <laughs> How'd I do? I love it. How'd I do? Yeah. <laughs> The hair is the real villain of this movie. <laughs> God, that is also true. Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> I I was pretty impressed by those wigs. Like, they were rotted. They were <laughs> rotted. Rotted wigs. Yeah. <laughs> rough, rough hair days all around. But yes, continue. And I'm Tom, and to quote Draco, I never swallow. <laughs> oh. Throat goat. I knew it. I knew it was coming. <laughs> Return of throat goat. Return of Throat Goat. If anyone in this cast would be Throat Goat, it's the one with like the eight foot diameter throat. Which is also a set for like the biggest trailer shot of the movie. The whole movie was designed around that idea. Him riding on Draco's tongue. It was so nasty. Yeah, the screenplay writer is like, I started there and worked from it. You're joking. Please tell me you're joking. Oh my God. I I had a a vision of a dragon. Licking Dennis Quaid's sack for 12 hours. And from there, I built, upon that foundation, I built my rock. I shall build my church. That was the dragon heart. Pete would be bored by this. How long are we going to be on this part of the movie later? Because I have a lot of thoughts. No, yeah. We'll get to it. Yeah. We don't need to talk about anything else. That's right, listener. This is another movie club for Paragon Marathon where we're going to exclusively talk about 90s uh, genitalia. 
Mm. Oh, yeah, it was a dark time for <laughs> They that. were different back then. They were <laughs> before the change. Yeah, so we're doing, we watched the movie Dragonheart, directed by Rob Cohen, released in 1996, starring Sir Dennis Quaid. Bafflingly Dennis Quaid. Yeah, yeah for some Somehow. reason. Somehow. And Sean Connery, uh, who is the voice of the <laughs> 3D animated dragon, Draco. <laughs> Well, who's only on screen for 23 minutes of the yeah. hour and 40 minute runtime. Is that right? Owner of the titular dragon heart, or at least half of the <laughs> yeah. half of the titular dragon Leaser heart. Leaser of the dragon heart, villain extraordinaire, David Thewlis. I love him so much. And like, I'm sure everyone else thought this. Everyone else that lived in our house with these same VHS tapes available. But this was like another Robin Hood, um, uh, Prince of Thieves. Right, like Dennis Quaid is as out of place as Kevin Costner is. Yeah, and David Thewlis is like, I will chew the scenery off the goddamn walls, just like Alan Rickman's Sheriff of Nottingham. (laughs) Yeah, you're wow. That's actually a really good parallel. Now that you mention it, I don't know why I forgot about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, because I definitely watched that (laughs) way more than Dragonheart. I can't forget it. I have to be honest. I, I do not remember this movie. I didn't I did not watch this with you. Or you oh, had shit. watched it and I completely zoned out one hundred percent, blocked it out of my memory. I think <laughs> which is easy also to possible. Do. <laughs> Here's the first thing I think about for my life experience with Dragonheart. Dragonheart came out in nineteen ninety six, as I mentioned, uh in May. Uh, or or in June, I guess. Uh so, something around there. Uh I don't care about the actual release date. But uh, me, Dan, and Dad were like at least a little bit excited about it. We'd like yeah. seen the trailer, and we were like, "Oh, fuck yeah!" I love the trailer. Is dope. Yeah. When they had that like guy's voice narrate things, still, I miss that. Yeah, like, it was that era. Uh, um, but so this is this is the mid '90s where fantasy is like hard to come by and always fucking stupid. Yes, yeah, pre Lord <laughs> of the Rings to like, yeah. legitimize this whole genre. You had Willow. You had Willow, but you know that's Val Kilmer. <laughs> Which isn't bad. It's pretty good. Fantasy is seen as like niche and like it's always a thing. It's always present because there's like the dedicated group who keeps it alive. But like it sucks shit, basically. It's not taken seriously at <laughs> yeah, all. It doesn't have the resources of the mainstream. <laughs> and like I, I didn't look up this movie's budget. I'm sure it was still expensive. I think it was like, like 23 so. million. Oh, okay. Well, that's not a huge budget. Yeah. That's a pretty huge budget back then. Back then? They shot for five months in Slovakia and then had, like, more than a year of post-production just getting that dragon. I don't think this was the era where actors were taking home millions themselves yet. Like, I think 23 million would actually go pretty far, like, but people weren't... Yeah, I want to say, don't give too much of that to Dennis Quaid. It'll go to his head. (laughs) And he's just doing, like, a medieval Batman this whole time. So weird. He sucks. He is a terrible person and a terrible actor. (laughs) It was supposed to be Liam Neeson. Oh, God. It was? That would have been sick. And he was like, I'll I'll do it. Uh, And they were like, nah, people won't get it. He's not a believable leading man. As an action star, Liam Neeson. Mm -mm. He would have had an accent we could have counted on, though. Like, that would have stayed the whole time. (laughs) Instead of just like, I'm going to be Dennis Quaid again. (laughs) <laughs> the studio had a lot of influence, but uh, my favorite tidbit was like they floated. What if for the dragon's voice we got Whoopi Goldberg? 
<gasps> like, so you could tell that they had a very different idea of the tone for this Jesus movie Christ. than the screenplay writer did. Yeah, who made like sick Arthurian fanfic. I would have hated that even more than I hate this. And I, I don't hate this movie. Like, there's still a part of me that genuinely likes aspects of it. But exactly. Like, it's it's goofy as hell. It feels like a community theater version of a Hollywood fantasy movie now. Yeah, that's that's pretty apt. So back to Tom in 1996. Like, we were excited for this movie. Dad was, I think you and I both were, Dan. Sarah, yeah. you were still an Baby. infanta. <laughs> um, but so... Uh, unfortunately, it came out the same time as Super Mario RPG, which Dad had purchased for me on release day two weeks before my birthday and then said, you can't open it and play it until your birthday, oh. which I wore him down and ended Good. up opening it like a week before my birthday. How'd you do it? I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> How does Tom compel anyone? We're still trying to figure it out. I just black out until I'm playing the video game. I'm <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> Here I am, baby. <laughs> I just wake up and all of a sudden I have all the highest stats in Blitzball. No, man, I just wake up to like Mario's voice is what awakens me to consciousness. <laughs> I'm only a person thinking and hearing when I'm listening to the UP Wahoo band. Yeah. <laughs> He's like Memento. <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah. that so, was the, the that was the circumstances, and Dad was like, "Come on, Tom, it's Dragonheart Day. Let's go play. Let's go see Dragonheart." And I was like, "Nope, fuck <laughs> that. I'm just gonna continue grinding out Mario RPG levels. <laughs> like, I refuse." You couldn't stop for two hours. No, I, I think I think I remember he was like disappointed too. So it's like <laughs> another one of my childhood guilts. Oh. But either way, it was probably fine. Dan and Dad had a nice time. Oh yeah, that's where you and I theaters. really diverged as people, and I became a knight of the old code. Because this movie touched my heart, my dragon heart. Probably now I think it's really bad <laughs> in like a fun way. Yeah, it and is I mean in a like fun way. Yeah, let's clarify. This movie is fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, don't, no matter how hard you try to appreciate it, mm-hmm. like this movie just sucks infinite ass. Right. Mainly, I put that on Dennis Quaid. I do no, too. You, mm. It's that. It's a lot of editing choices where there mm-hmm. are like no stakes and like two locations that look very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of off-screen Sean Connery voice, but y- y- you know, it's also the writing is terrible, and I don't even mean the dialogue. I mean like this need to have like a 12 years later that they treat like a hundred years and like people forgetting the dragon they met 12 years ago and like like without picturing any other dragons for us to be confused with yeah like uh do they all look alike dennis huh interesting interesting Mm -hmm. mr quaid like i don't i don't get it it would be like the most monumentous thing in your life to have witnessed a dragon and talked to one right like, yeah. that would stay. No, because, again, this isn't the story of a knight fighting dragons. It's how, like, hurt he is by the betrayal of the boy he loves becoming evil. This movie is also a, clap, a class uprising movie, which I did not expect. And I was yeah. pretty excited about. And, like, the whole thing of this prince being, like, just, no, like, I'm committed to being evil. I'm a bad guy. And, like, I can be mm-hmm. even more evil than my father was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I really I like put so. my mind to it. <laughs> I think it's really funny. <laughs> to set the stage, Bowen is Dennis Quaid, and he's a noble knight who's the tutor of young Prince Einan, who's learning to be a knight and king. 
And he's like, you're going to be a good boy, right? No matter what, I'm teaching you to be a good boy. You're such a good boy. And Heinen's like, I want to kill. Yeah. <laughs> Teach me that murder shot again. <laughs> Show me how to do that. And he's like, all right, but only use it responsibly. And then he immediately, yeah. So it's funny. also worth, so like he's he's like a fucking idiot. And later there's, <laughs> at the end of the movie, there's a scene where he's basically like, I was being disingenuous. And so it's like, oh, oh, what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. None of that makes sense. There are no real emotions connected to any of this characters. Oh. So, like, we could we could just roll right into it to the initiating incident. So we'll do yeah. a ten second overview of the whole story, so we have like context for what happens. I want to hear it. I want to do it, and I want to do, do an actual ten second one. Yeah. Do it. Okay. Uh. Okay. Counter in. Um, three, two, one. Uh, Go. baby. Baby bad boy King gets pegged to death, to mortally pegged, and is saved by a dragon who callously is trying to, like, scheme his way into dragon heaven in yep. a really unearned way. <laughs> King turns out to be evil. Dragon is sad. Uh, dragon teams up with Dragon Slayer to kill bad boy. Bad boy. Yep. And himself. And himself. Yeah, because, like, the dragon's arc is he knows he wants to die, but is scared. Yeah. (laughs) That's a weird theme to throw at us in this movie. And he he knows it so hard that they don't even need to do any of the stuff that they do at the end. He's (laughs) like, well, the only way to do it is for me to die, which I want to do. But, like, let's risk all these peasant lives and storm this castle. Yeah, instead of letting him, like, die among his friends in his own home. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. They kind of got it real nice, real classy. Like, one of those pods that you put a Swedish grandma in and she touches the glass. 3D printed murder tube. Oh, what? No, those are (laughs) incredible, yeah. Is there a killing tube now? Oh, my God. It's like a dignified death machine. They put it right next to the phone booth, so you have to watch out. Mm. I love Futurama. But yes, yeah, I might, uh, I might cut that because it's pretty dark. That's it pretty is. dark. <laughs> <laughs> struggling to be a happy thing about Dragonheart. So uh, at the beginning of the film, uh, Bowen and Einan are watching his dad put down a peasant rebellion. Pretty yep. fucked. And it's honestly, these peasants are like pretty on point. They like they're like laying traps. They've got defenses. They've and got- the king. A king trap because they know their vile, murderous king can't resist like running ahead by himself to burn their houses down. Yeah, yeah that's into pretty the, fucked up. the most isolated corner of the village <laughs> he is overextended. By yeah, pretty good strategy, bruh. Also, mm-hmm. like, okay, so we don't have to break down how uh, were, were kings actually doing this to peasant villages? Like, don't they depend on them for food? And like, stuff? yeah, they gotta like, have them work the land. What are you going to be the king of if you burn it all down? (laughs) Yeah, this is as good a time as any to say that this is a historical film (laughs) that takes place in 984 (laughs) AD specifically. Play the intro riff for Professor Tom going to tell us the history of Dragonheart. It is so weird. Yeah, I love this. They're like, yeah, 984 AD and everything else is like dumb and insane. And And this fort was built by the Romans, who also knew these dragons and just never talked about it. It was so funny. I went on IMDb and looked at the trivia and they were like, the first thing was like a goof, like, uh... (laughs) It, there's this movie actually is historically inaccurate because they use teardrop shields that didn't come to England until 1066 with the Romans. <laughs> and I'm like, right, yeah, that is why it's historically why inaccurate. 
I knew there was something. Thank you for putting your finger on it. <laughs> I was those shields. Yeah, was not the dragon's teeth in those shields. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this movie has tone problems. Is yeah. What I want to throw out there, like the the peasant revolt, I guess succeeds, but now there's the new prince who is dying. So his mm-hmm. mother, who is Celtic and therefore part of a dragon cult, knows yeah. that like. <laughs> This one will help us, this wise beast. Save him with your lifeblood, Lord. Are you yes. saying that if you s- knew dragons were real, like they are legitimately real in this universe, you wouldn't be part of a dragon cult? Like, oh, dude, especially many- if they sound like Sean Connery or, <laughs> or Whippy Goldberg, I guess is the other one. Like, Me and everyone that's played a paladin in D&D has been sworn into the service of Bahamut since like the 70s. Mm. Hell yeah. Like we're in it. 7080. Oh, I see. Okay. Yep. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is historically accurate for dragon cults. That's right. I it just it does make I get her sensibilities if like in this world dragons can just do whatever and oh, they sure. seem kind of nice or like they, they are at the same time like b- boundlessly powerful and like so pathetic that Dennis Quaid yes. can like killable walk is- up to you and <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's wild. Uh, it's wild that Dennis Quaid is successful in any of this. The the in the peasant scene, the king is tricked by the super hardcore peasant leader who does a really great job, honestly. Yeah, he's got the rainbow uh, headband. And then Yeah, <laughs> yeah he does. <laughs> um so then Einan sneaks into the battlefield to steal his dead father's crown because he's like so obsessed with power. Right, like they do the mislead, like, oh, he wants to help his dad. No, he's yeah. covetous of his crown. <laughs> That's a dark Mine. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was weird. I wasn't expecting that. The king's like still alive and he's also like, don't touch the crown rather than like, please help me, my son, whom I love. Yeah, he's uh, just the victim of mob violence. He does look like a son that's hard to love. Like that wig sure. was rotted to hunty. <laughs> Whoever cuts yeah. his hair hates him. Yeah, we know this. That was brutal. Frizz and the bangs. And he just looked so tiny. He looked like a little mouse trapped in a mop. Like, I yeah. <laughs> Like, I haven't seen any hair worse than that, even in the, like, three years since everyone agreed we'd stop cutting our hair. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, so he's, he's stealing the crown, and then he's, like, running away from some peasant danger, and then budget Carrie Russell, like, knocks him into a peg, <laughs> which impales his heart by yeah. accident. It was like uh, I was thinking about the construction of that. Like that didn't have to be sharpened. To no, yeah. <laughs> for the cheese cart. Yeah, the cheese what cart must here? be sharp. We- <laughs> um, All these peasants roughhousing by my cart. Not anymore. I have a good. I have an interesting note, which is like at, at this point we're like probably seven minutes into the movie or mm-hmm. something. Um, and all we've really seen is like Bowen training Einan and then them walking up to this thing and watching it. And Steph kept being like, why is he like getting so close to everybody? He's like trying to kiss everybody. There's so much like almost kissing. Yeah. Uh, Talking about Dennis Quaid? Yeah. 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 And Einan, because really they're the only two acting together. And then he got impaled. And I can't remember exactly what she said, but she said something to the point of like, He's being so perverted to everybody, and he yet he's the one who got pegged. Which is kind of ironic. <laughs> yeah, wow, we need Steph. Steph on the podcast. And then she kept calling it pegged, and I couldn't <laughs> stop thinking about it. Get uh, it, girl. Anyway, <laughs> to clarify, he doesn't get anything in his butt. He gets impaled by through the, heart. the dragonless heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
currently dragonless. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to call it pegged for the rest of my life. I, I was worried about that, yeah. <laughs> so they take uh, wounded Einan to the dragon because Iceland, the queen, is the daughter of the Celts, like Sean Connery says, because this is a real historical movie. <laughs> That's right. So we've got, say it right, daughter of the Celts. Uh, okay, so we're in we're in the dragon cave. It's a great set, which is to say it's a terrible set that looks like a set. <laughs> right, and they keep doing shots where it's like, oh, we're behind the pillar now. Look at this huge panning shot. Aren't you impressed? <laughs> yeah. it's, it feels like a student film. And, <laughs> it so does. And this is where we begin the amazing, like, status quo of, like, hearing Sean Connery's <laughs> voice and not seeing yeah. the dragon because it's too expensive. Implied dragon. <laughs> Fear is like assumed <laughs> wrath. Yeah. So what do you... I, I have this problem and let me... I won't derail too long, but I've heard so many Sean Connery impressions far more than I've actually heard Sean Connery that <laughs> he doesn't seem like a real person at this point. Yeah, that's I don't, fair. He's like I a don't font you believe choose. that he's real. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, Connery Sands. Uh, I just think, like, uh, that he he did an okay job. Like, it was fun. It seemed like he was He's having fine. fun with it. Yeah, so the screenwriter was like, I wanted to make his voice way more monstery. They wouldn't let me distort it up for him. Oh, that would have been sick. I, I think it was fun to think of, like, a dragon, this, like, I don't know if pompous is the word, but just, like, bananas. Like, He's kind of a sweet boy. <laughs> He's very sweet. He's a sweet boy. <laughs> He's like, of course I want to die. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think he sold it. So I'm happy with that because I was worried it was going to be like a goof, goof dragon. Like, yeah. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. It like contri- the fact that it's <laughs> the fact that it's Sean Connery does contribute to like the silliness in a grand in the grand scheme of the movie. But like he is not at all the problem. No, like, no. The you know the the writing is still dumb and like a lot of the lines are really silly and the tone is like completely undiscernible but like yeah <laughs> yeah I think that he, the, he's fine right. the po- the potential of this movie is humongous because the parts I had fun with were when they were just like being buddies and friends yeah. and that's like that, I mean like how to train your dragon like it obviously has legs like exactly. we want to see it. That was like the creative kernel that spawned this, whatever it turned out to be. The extended Dragonheart universe that has four movies and uh, three prequels. Yeah. Are you saying that How to Train Your Dragon is a sequel to Dragonheart? No. To clarify? I'm saying the Dragonheart has its own extensive canon, including a PlayStation video game. Because people like this concept. Right. Yeah. And it was all all born from the guy's idea of like, what if the last knight and the last dragon were buddies and they had to scam villages for gold? That's a fun concept. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to participate. And we, yeah, it was neat. It was a cool idea that we didn't quite get realized. Yeah. No. And so we're almost at that point, I guess, in the plot. Like the next. So so in the dragon cave, dying boy is given half of the dragon's heart because the dragon is like he he immediately is like, this guy's a piece of shit. I'm not saving him. (laughs) His mom's like, please. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, I guess, does he promise to be good? And he's like, no. She also (laughs) sort of tricks Bowen because she's like, look, he's been teaching him. He's the old Arthurian fanfic that all dragons love. Yeah. yeah, All right. Well, if you promise that he'll be good and change his ways, I'll give him absolute power. Yeah. This is also one of the things I absolutely hate most about Bowen. Bowen is like very sad. 
and he's like, Einan is a good boy. And then this the stuff happens. The dragon gives Einan half of his heart to save him mm-hmm. and make him an immortal god king, I guess. Yeah, it gets uh, kind of Dark Soulsy, and I love it. <laughs> and Bowen's like, Dragon, I will never forget this. I love you forever. Yeah. I will do anything you want. And then, like, on the way home, <laughs> Einan's like, I'm thinking about getting into slavery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <and laughs> Oh in his, God. like, medical litter. He's yeah. like, let's get the slavery going on that fort. And he's like, oh, we're going to have to, like, you know, be really inhumane. And he's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead with it. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah, please. <laughs> we have we have no time for peasantries here. We have to. Peasantries. <laughs> peasantries. <laughs> Kel oh. said that one yesterday, but I wanted I to pretend it. it was mine. Dude, <laughs> want- yeah. Because, like, this movie also does the line that I think is, like, I have imagined Prince of Thieves doing. Like, Prince of Thieves was above the, like, the peasants are revolting. They've always been revolting. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's, like, the easiest fucking medieval joke. And this movie just, like, does it, and it's, like, the best written thing in the whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to shout out Brian Thompson, who plays Brock, Mm -hmm. the, like, big muscle man. Because mm-hmm. he was in just like every '90s TV show, usually in like a big rubber mask. Yeah, being a I thought I'd monster. seen. Um, yeah, he's two different roles on Buffy, so you probably know yeah, him from I that. remember yeah. him from Buffy the Vampire. He's Slayer. in the pilot. Yeah, he helps sell it. Mm-hmm. He really does. Uh, I and the other guy is uh, Malfoy's dad. Yeah, yeah. I had totally yeah. forgotten Jason Isaacs was in here being the exact character Jason Isaacs always plays. Yeah, I hate <laughs> poor people. They're stupid and dumb. A road tax, my lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets his pants cut off, like, or dropped. Yeah, like, I remember that. Radio DJ sound effects would have been appropriate, like, boink. <laughs> oh, that's what this movie was missing. Now I see. That's it. It was right? 99% there. Because the <laughs> it, it goes from, like, trying to be earnest and heartfelt to, like, a Scooby-Doo chase. <laughs> with like characters like doing three person synchronized like oh what around this spooky dungeon corner <laughs> oh yeah there's a bit of that right um so on the way home Einan decides to be evil forever desperate and, please uh, then he's we go to a quarry sometime later and Bowen is like for the first time like what you're 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 evil? What? You've Why been is evil this, this whole happening? Time? Why wouldn't you tell me? <laughs> you were like laughing and having picnics playing with swords. You were evil when I specifically asked you not to be. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And you did like get confirmation the dragons were real and have magic and use that magic to save you as long as you promise not to be evil. Like it's And the dragon a even says like choice. send him to me to be taught. Like he could have been like an Achilles figure going to learn yeah. from Chiron. <laughs> yeah. No. So Bowen said and he then which feels like later that day, honestly, <laughs> goes back to the dragon cave and is like, Dragon, you did this, you made him bad, I hate you forever, I take sea back seas by oath. I'm going to spend the rest of my life killing every dragon in the world. Yeah. God, and then he and does. Then he does. Yeah. And then it happens off screen. <laughs> Twelve years later, he's like, done it. <laughs> this is the thing well. about like Clearly, dragons are sentient, and I understand it's medieval times, so it's not, like, woke, but <laughs> the thought of, like, one person of a race committing a personal and then genocide? having to kill every <laughs> Yeah, while at the same time, those dragons are not, like, 
random like problems for the countryside, but like noble lords who are yeah. like, we must practice truth and virtue. We, we must dedicated be our dragon king to save and protect mankind. And he's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Fire dragon horse bolus, which in somehow is like an effective tool. Yeah. Hilarious. Incredible. God, there are so many people who are like, fire a grappling hook at the dragon, and it never works because how could it work? <laughs> how could it work? Even if it worked the way you want it to work, the dragon weighs more than you. No, like, man, it'll work eventually. You just gotta keep doing it. Do the one it. guy dies. The evil dragon slayer at the end gets crushed to death by yeah. his own grappling hook, and it's like, if he had instantly died and fallen out of the sky, the same thing happens to you, man. Like, there's no <laughs> scenario where you don't die once you fire this thing. Yeah, I feel like there was a bunch of scenes edited out where, like, a Matthew Broderick music man was selling everyone grappling hooks. Oh, <laughs> that's like, no, really that's funny. Totally You're going to need grappling hooks. You got dragon problems? Now no more. <laughs> I, I like that. I wish they pursued more of the wacky dragon inventions because they hardly yeah. did. They only had two. With all those Skyrim guys. <laughs> Who aren't even credited. <laughs> like, they are just extras with fun hats. Yeah, and an amazing fake language. They're like, gooba giga goo. Yeah. Well. Yep. Historically accurate. I love the trope of, like, technology that seems a little advanced for medieval times or, like, something wacky. Like, in uh, Princess Bride, they had that a lot. And that was fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, that could have been a really cool direction for this movie, but no, we're just right. going to do it twice. Like the opening sword fight practice, it felt like they were evoking that. Like, this is going to be like a princess bride. You're going to love it. Yeah. Look at our swashbuckling fantasy. And, like, they kind of pull off a 90s Witcher sitcom. They which do. Is weird. Yeah. yeah. I didn't Almost. think about that. Yeah, I feel like it, it. it's interesting. It does compare really well to Princess Bride. And it's just, like, not even fucking close. Like, it is, it is, yeah. like, we should keep that. Title out of our mouths while talking about Dragonfire. Yeah. Like, for real. Even like the man in the rat costume that's just like a dude crawling around looks so much better than so much of the dragon stuff. Yeah, yeah than anything in this movie. I was impressed for 90s, for 90 CG. At times, it was all right. And then other times, it was the biggest piece of shit. I just like, like reboot level. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, like, uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, Jurassic Park came Sorry, out around yeah, this time, I keep too. interrupting. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. We have so many thoughts about this movie, we have to get it all out as, yeah. as fast as possible. It was another, like, studio thing as well. Like, Jurassic Park, they wanted mm. a piece of that action. Look at those electric lizards. Everyone loves them. But, yeah. like, when the thing was first being shopped around, they had taken it to Jim Henson's, like, creature creation studio. <gasps> oh. Right? And, they just, and, like, then it was delayed, and it changed directors, and that dropped out. So it was, oh, it's so... Too bad that this isn't a classic with Liam Neeson in a huge fucking puppet. That would have been and so fucking sick. Played by Whoopi Goldberg. Played by <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Like, you can tell you can tell that the, the idea, like, the marketing idea, and I remember the trailer being, like, a big deal. Hmm. Because, like, he has a very expressive face, mm -hmm. uh, the dragon. Like, he, he yeah. he's really a character rather than, like, a scary dragon with, like, a little mouth that flaps yeah, open and close. Yeah, yeah, and he is very cat-like when you see how he moves. He's got, like, big hands and a cat tail, and he's, like, all cuddling up to him at the fire because they're in love. That was so uh, cute. Yeah, they have, oh, like, man. a rainy day date and, like, reconciliation moment. Yeah, and he's like, tell me about your religion. Yeah. 
Didn't you swear to love dragons and to give them hugs? He puts a <laughs> tiny blanket on a massive dragon, and the dragon says, oh, thank you, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very nice gesture. <laughs> And, like, they fully have all these romance tropes of, uh, like, were you watching over me all night? Thank you. Yeah. And what are you looking at? The stars. <laughs> like, show me the stars, Bowen. Uh, oh, that's cute. Right? Like, these are beat-for-beat romantic comedy moments. Oh, man. But insert dragon. So the real formula is it would, is a rom-com good enough rom-com if you could replace one of the characters with the dragon and still feel the love. I see. The dragon heart question. <laughs> this <laughs> is the furry agenda in its inception. <laughs> uh, We're here for it. Shoot, I got sidetracked. I'm sorry. Where are we? <laughs> No, we one. We're always circling the furry agenda. <laughs> <laughs> we see its grasp, its paws, its hairy paws sliding over the. Nah, I'm done. Yeah. I so it. I hate it. <laughs> at at that point, that's like the <laughs> intro of the movie, basically. And now we're 12 years later, and Bowen's killed every dragon except two, and he's about to kill the second to last one, and Pete Postlethwaite who is like a traveling bard. Adorable action poet. Also, I thought this was Patrick Stewart with like dentures in. Like I did not, <laughs> I could not tell that it wasn't him. For if the it weren't for time. Patrick Stewart, every role of his would have been Pete Postlethwaite. <laughs> Sorry, but yes. No, the- he, you know, he's the most dignified part of the movie. They don't really let him do too much. He, he gets some stuff at the but end. He like his, sells like, his little rhyming couplets as he's narrating what's happening. I think he's adorable. It's They're cute, cute, and I love listening to his voice, like, yeah. Yeah. at any time. He shoots a man in the butt. Yeah. Yeah, he shoots him, like, right in the spinal in the column, spine. and he's, he's like, turn the other cheek, and I'm like, no, that's a, that's a spinal column injury. He's never walking again. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to die of, like, a septic infection from he's his He's going to die of starvation right. from, <laughs> from not being able to walk. <laughs> yep, oh, my God. He is never leaving this forest. Right? Uh, he has the well. Like, I mean, <laughs> thou shalt not kill. He's like, well, well, it's not killing if I shoot this uh, device to drop a log and crush three men's heads. That's yeah, right. The log did it. The log. Exactly. God loves it. <laughs> but as for the paralyzed guy, maybe the meat guys will get him first. <laughs> the, the meat people. You know the how meat people. Like Celtic tribes of cannibals just waiting for swindling dragon slayers to show up. <laughs> so. Uh, that's that's the rhythm of the movie, like what's clearly supposed to be the bulk of it. We see Pete Postlethwaite sees Bowen kill the second to last dragon off screen, and he says it looks sick, and it's like not like weed though, because it's off screen. <laughs> yeah, why why put that on yeah. screen when you could easily just talk about it afterwards? <laughs> that's a much and better then, movie. <laughs> yeah. Also, that dragon doesn't talk. That could have been Whoopi Goldberg too. No, just saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't um, want to hear Whoopi Goldberg die as a dragon. <laughs> and it turns out that Bowen is still in, like, the same kingdom, which is just, like, one large field outside of Einan's Fort. Yep. Even though he's, like, killing all these different dragons and visiting different villages. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's, like, he's killing dragons for money, and he's going to go kill this last dragon in a weird waterfall. And it turns out that it's our dragon, Sean Connery dragon. Uh-huh. Yeah, he and doesn't remember having sworn vengeance against. They do, and do, does Draco recognize him? It's not even clear. That's at not first. very clear. No. Right, they're busy. A lot of ha- stuff happened in twelve years when we're not going to show you. <laughs> so they have like a fifteen-minute silly fight where, like, the dragon keeps doing like dragon abilities that just for some reason don't kill Bowen. 
Yeah. Like he breathes fire at him and Bones like, I'm fine. And then like he hits him with his giant body and Bones like, oof. <laughs> yeah. Or like he gets sacked by a rope and goes, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like not even as serious or impressive as like original series Star Trek rubber suit fights, you know? <laughs> and then, yeah. Like he he dives behind like a series of like heaped wood piles that explode in pyrotechnics <laughs> practical effects <Whoa>. yeah wow. <laughs> yeah they kind of made it look like the dragon was like spitting a little bit it comes out of his yeah. nose yeah it comes out of his nose it's neat yeah Steph was so mad about that I swear lots of dragons shoot fire out of their they nose do. in like various but media in like if a stream not like as Bible. a booger that's yeah. the difference like booger! It's, it's, it's the shape <laughs> right because there's no YTB <laughs> he does spit on Bowen's face later. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Let, let's talk about that now. So, like, this fight culminates in, like, the stalemate. Him, yeah, stalemate where he's scooped up Bowen in his mouth, and Bowen has his sword propped up against the roof of Draco's mouth. And so they are stuck in, uh, yeah, a stalemate where the dragon's tongue is, like, between Bowen's legs, and he's sort of sitting on it and just, like, Bouncing Dennis Quaid up and down, yeah. jostling him around, and that's for a like twelve hours. That's a man's job. <laughs> Bounce around <Yeah>. Dennis Quaid's <laughs> undercarriage. Do you think they had like a bunch of broomsticks under like a big latex sheet, and they were just like poking him in the butt in different <laughs> that's how parts? I do it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looked nasty as hell. I hated how long this scene lasted. It felt like forever. <laughs> yeah, like at least the men in black bug eating them scene is like a real quick CG. This is a prop <laughs> they built and said, Dennis Quaid, you sit on it. I feel bad that I can't handle the slime anymore. Like, was there a time when I loved the slime? Maybe I did. Maybe I once loved the slime. I hate the slime. He's like, OK, my mouth is so dry. I need to dry it out. And I'm like rubbing my hands together, ready for a big slime time. Mm. And it's just like a snowball sized gob of goo that only <laughs> hits Dennis Quaid in the face. Yeah. And he's like, that's better. And it's like, no, it's not. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't moisturize your mouth at all. You can't feel that. Where's the slime? Immersion broken. I want a tidal wave of slime. <laughs> I want Dennis Quaid to be covered in slime. We are on very different ends of the slime spectrum here. I didn't expect there to be such a divide in our family about slime. <laughs> I'm just saying if there's going to be a slime, mm, you want give more. me a slime. Yeah. <laughs> this just looks like someone threw a small jellyfish at Dennis Quaid. <laughs> I wish they would. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I uh, it, I think it was interesting that they invested so much in, like, the sitting in mouth talking portion. Like, it was, it was a cute bit, but, like, it, they really hang, hung on to it. And what was it? Like, I could last three days like this in, like, yeah. three weeks. I could last three weeks. <laughs> That's that's my Sean Connery open mouth impression. Yeah. Do you think they put like a little toothpick in his mouth and was like? I think someone sculpted a Dennis Quaid figure in miniature. <laughs> so put it in the mouth like this amiibo. <laughs> no. I love that. Yeah, I do too. That would be amazing. And if he, he like still had it, if it was like part of his estate. <laughs> he was buried with Dennis Quaid mouth aid. <laughs> No, they probably just recorded, like, during lunch. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. like, again, they shot in Slovakia, but I don't think Sean Connery had to commit to that. He did not yeah. need to go. 
Yeah, okay, so it, I forget everything after the mouth. <laughs> right, like yeah. it kind of just circles around them being like, well, we know that the king of the land is evil and that we're morally obligated to do something, but we don't want to. So they have like a little uh, interlude where things mm-hmm. are sort of going their way. They're fleecing towns by pretending well, no, they to slay to... them as a dragon. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, how do they even come to the agreement in the first place? Like... Yeah, like it turns out that he can get him out of his mouth and kill him at any time. He was yeah. just he enjoying just like, the company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just enjoying the taste of Dennis Quaid's sack. Well, I also think because this dragon is suicidal. So he yeah. has to like set up situations where he's like, it could just end here. Maybe I'll go to dragon hell, but uh, it'll be over. Because uh, yeah, he explains how he's the last of his kind and he hates it. They have a really long talk where Dennis Quaid is just delivering like an asshole. Like, why don't you long for death, dragon? Oh my god, that's a good that's Dennis a good Quaid, Dennis. and it sucks so bad. That's why it's a good Dennis Quaid, because you sound you. horrible. Yes, <laughs> I've studied it. Do it again. Like, he, yeah, it's, you know it's, <laughs> that's the only thing yeah. that I like that he says. Yeah. I only like when he says Einan in this movie. Yeah, no, other times he's like, if you chop a head, it's like a melon, my lord, my lady. <laughs> you know, in the melon face. Slime well too. deserved. Yeah, it's like a pudding. Like a pudding. Like a pudding. Thank you. Ugh, this is Ugh. disgusting. We had to like stop and look up like the history of the pudding to be like, wait, wait, wait. What kind of pudding yeah. are you talking about here? Yeah, not Jello pudding. No, weird older British puddings that in the nine hundreds <laughs> were made of sausage. Yeah, sausage in mm. a stove. Mm-hmm. Watch mm-hmm. British Bake Off, guys. Early seasons. <laughs> Early oh, seasons only. Yeah. That's when you get the cool baking facts, baby. Mm. That's the good yeah, shit. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, I enjoyed this last season, but there are so many skits of what I would call Dan poison. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just like, it's it's embrace cringe training. Exactly. Dan. Put oh. Hollywood in a mullet wig. <laughs> now we're going <laughs> to do an extended um, Billy Ray Cyrus bit. <laughs> <laughs> they did Ugh. achy breaky heart on British bacon. Yeah, they, they yeah. did. Don't and, bake my tart. And they put like baking specific lyrics to the whole thing. They didn't just like reference it as a joke and move on. I had to live in. It that. was like a t- two and a half minute bit. <laughs> That's oh. awful. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I can't believe Dan made it true. Yeah, oh, no. I see. That makes sense. I left the room. <laughs> my house is good to have many different avenues of escape from cringe. This will be my only baking bake off. Uh, side note. So we're done. Back to Dragonheart. The, yeah, we during their their, you know, companionship era where they're fleecing peasants and nobles mm-hmm. uh, and avoiding responsibility. We find out that uh, the dragon of the titular heart only gave up half of his heart in like a shallow attempt to go to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because. Like, he explains the dragon heaven is real since someone made, like, an accord with the dragons. Presumably Arthur, because his ghost is also in it later, and, like, Avalon mm-hmm. is in it. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and you find out that dragons are, like, supposed to watch over humans, and that, like, if you do... he, For some reason, he thought his last attempt to go to dragon heaven was to, like, save a human and, like, make him a super king. Right, because dragons are out. kind of angels of this world that will help and guide mankind. Yeah. It's, it's d- like dumb and unclear, whatever. Turns out he gave it to like the most evil guy in the world and is like, oopsie. So I'm definitely going uh, to dragon hell. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's scared to die, but also longs for death as the last <laughs> of his kind, organized by his own uh, cowardice, I guess. 
But it's like by killing himself or by dying, he will kill the evil guy and thus guarantee his place in heaven. <laughs> he checkmated yeah, God. This is yeah. this is a what tied my head in a knot a little bit because it's like, yeah. aren't you getting what you want? Then doesn't work. Yeah, just live your life, man. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate it even more that I set it up and then did it myself. Like I, I'm going to Dragon Hell. You're going to Dragon Hell. <laughs> <laughs> no Tom in the stars. <laughs> this movie is simultaneously over and underwritten. Is what I was. Down <laughs> yeah, here. very much so. All this, uh, like we've made up our own chivalric code. We're gonna do it three times, like our own Green Lantern litany against fear. But uh, <laughs> there's a lot of just like implied in between the scenes. Because yeah. everybody knows like from the first beat exactly what they need to do. And like nothing really changes other than they all take a long time to explain their position to each other. Mm-hmm. And then like eventually they go and do it. Yeah. Like there's this whole budget Carrie Russell plot mm-hmm. where like she avenges her dad who Einan kills in like a really gratuitously evil way. Yeah. Uh and then she tries to kill him and then he kidnaps her and like tries to rape her, but maybe is in love with her. Who's and then Carrie she, Russell, though, isn't it Dinah Meyer? Yeah. Budget Carrie Russell. That's oh, the I one. see. Yeah. I got you. I, I have to say I lived my whole life thinking it was Carrie Russell. What? And then when I saw this movie, I was like, that's not Carrie Russell. No, she, but she, she sure looks like Carrie troopers. Russell. Yeah. When she sneaks in to try and kill him in the castle, that goblet or that like wine vessel that he has is so fucking yeah. sickening. I want it so bad. It has a huge <laughs> mirror on it. It is... Yeah, why? But A also- very big mirror for a cup. Right? <laughs> it was an interesting time to choose your assassination attempt, like when everyone's right around you the whole time. Mm-hmm. In like the most well-written, uh, lit, and populated room the king has. <laughs> With all of his friends. Every yeah, witness all possible. All of his friends who are so strong in wrestling just because they love it. They love violence. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. uh, So, yeah, the it's not love. It's just like one of those gross, like rapey things. I'm pretty sure that's what they were trying to do of like. Well, except he's like like, obsessed with her. We could be a thing like, yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. (laughs) I do not get it at all. No, he's villainous in every way. Like, I I guess like marriage was like the only acceptable thing to say at this time. It wouldn't have been like just like using her as like a. Yeah, like his own uh, personal courtesan kind of thing. Like it, right, because it's like a fairy tale yeah. or whatever. So it has to be like still pretty sick deal for her, I guess. I don't know. Like, I mean, like <laughs> later he will be mad at his mom and then walk into a dark room and audibly kill her brutally. Yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But like being queen from a peasant, like that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, no, I, I, I disagree. You have the, the whole village of, like, two huts and a cheese cart. What could <laughs> a pointy be finer? cheese cart. <laughs> yeah, pointy <laughs> cheese cart. The, the pointiest could, yeah. in the land. <laughs> <laughs> cheese cart got to be able to defend itself. <laughs> cheese cart's better at fighting Einan than Bowen is. He, like, loses the first time in the river <laughs> when yeah. he comes back. True. I, I mean, technically, he loses every time. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And then has to cowardly, like... Do a spin move battle axe throw at his friend. (laughs) It's so good. Even though in the final scene, like, whatever, should I not talk about that yet? Like, Uh, the dragon's like, kill me, buddy. Like, here, I'm like peeling back my heart armor. And 
everyone's like, it's time. And Bowen, like, does, like, this sudden spin and just whips this axe. <laughs> and when it hits Draco, Draco's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's a very, very sweet, sad yeah. moment. It's a, like, surprise! <laughs> it's so weird and undignified. Like... <laughs> And like the 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 impetus is that like he has to hurry because there's like a ninety pound man with the one inch knife sprinting at him. It's so funny. I love David Thewlis in this role. Like he becomes full like dark evil prince that's unkillable. Like you can't you can't hurt him. It just hurts the dragon and makes you sad that you hurt your best friend dragon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and like yeah. His wig is still working real hard. Oh, He's my God. His, you know, the Sheriff of Nottingham style approach. Of, it just made oh. me hate my own bangs, and I don't want to feel <laughs> that way. <laughs> I taught you honor. You taught me to fight. That's all. <laughs> so fucking good. No. Yeah. I love that scene. He's so surprised. Yeah. It's like the worst. It's like it's even so much worse than uh, Revenge of the Sith. You know, <laughs> like they couldn't yeah, even absolutely. do that right. And the Obi-Wan and Anakin murder. Like we're we're honestly I know I jumped to the end, but like what do you what else do we want to talk about? Because that's it. Like eventually the wronged village girl and the random monk and the dragon mm-hmm. and the dragon man are all like, okay, I guess we've got to fight the evil guy on behalf of the peasants. Yeah, who the are peasant. just like sort of halfway on board. <laughs> like, yeah. We love murder, but we don't like getting murdered no more. And then immediately once they arrive at the castle, they're like, never mind, we're in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ride or die, peasants. <laughs> this point. There's a, they have like a, a you know, a pre-climax overnight at Haunted Avalon, which Draco just knows about. And is real. So oh, yeah. that's where Bowen rediscovers his like knightly virtue. His reaffirmation of faith. And then they do another romantic thing of the dragon being like, here, stand under my wing like an umbrella. It's very yep. rainy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's so cute. That's so cute. I mm-hmm. want more of that. Like, I d- this movie doesn't have actually that much to offer in terms of story beats. Like, nope. I guess. Like, no, that's, that's it's it. It's very confusing. <laughs> yeah. It's like an opening when you 12 year gap and then a conclusion. <laughs> so bizarre like i i think my like the coolest character in the movie is iceland the queen uh like towards the end she hires five skyrim guys who are uh, dragon slayers specifically and then we realize like aha it's because she knows the dragon magic and she actually wants her terrible son to die she also helps budget carrie russell escape the sex dungeon uh it's true with a secret passage in a stone wall you love to see it yeah it's uh i I had the thought Mm -hmm. Sorry, you go ahead. I was just going to say, it's got like cool fairy tale beats of like creating this dark, unkillable prince and mm-hmm. a dragon to slay. But it just like it doesn't believe in itself enough to be serious long enough and then makes <laughs> a, a weird hodgepodge of a movie. I thought that like from a from making the the plot and like the overall story more just like simple and dramatic that it would have made way more sense if there was no Bowen and no budget Carrie Russell and it was just the queen because like she's the one who has the agency to do this in the first place she knows about it she's got this dragon relationship she's like doing it out of desperation because she loves her son even though she like sort of knows and then she bears the guilt for like what Einan does 
and like decides to kill him in the end, which is like also what Bowen decides. Yeah. But like, you know, we just weren't. I guess we just weren't ready for like a female lead in a fantasy movie. No, <laughs> God, that's no. A, that would have been really sick, actually, because, yeah, you could easily cut Bowen and them out and it would have just been like a cool older Celtic woman like out in the wilderness looking for a dragon. Like that would have been a crazy upset if they could become friends. And then Whoopi Goldberg would have made sense. Oh, shit. That's, yeah. <sighs> shoot. Missed opportunity there. <laughs> right. It's like maybe that's too intense because it's like a mother trying to figure out whether How to or not kill she can son. justify killing her son and or the last dragon, which she like set up. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's interesting. Uh, sounds way more interesting to me. But <laughs> well, lucky for us, they took three more swings at it, four more swings at it. There's a sequel and then I think three prequels. How could there be a sequel? There are no more dragons. The, well, oh, there's a, sequel, a dragon there egg that dragons. Malcolm in the Middle's oldest brother finds. Oh, and you mean the prequel? Straight to video. Oh, that's oh, a prequel God. too. No, sorry, I got confused. No, there are other prequels that, and like the weirdest thing about them is that they, as their like one dragon role, have cast Ben Kingsley, then oh. uh, Patrick Stewart, and then mm-hmm. Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, I don't like that. I do, <laughs> I do not like that. <laughs> I don't like that. But yeah, I can see Patrick Stewart like he's his own. Crazy flavor of like wise dragon. I'm into that. Ben Kingsley, I mm, meh. Hmm. You know, meh. meh. Ben Kingsley. Oh, he's got weirded out with the Gandhi thing. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, are there any specific things about the like the the last little bit that are worth mentioning or that you guys liked? I have one thing that I really liked, and it's like one second long, and it's when. Like they're in the final raid and Bowen is like in his his epic last battle with Einan. Mm-hmm. At one point, he like kicks him down some stone stairs. <laughs> yeah. And there's this shot. Of his just like weirdly angled crumpled body <laughs> at the bottom of the stairs. And, uh, you know, it's very much that like family guy meme format of like weird. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. They do it well. Just, they have the perfect yeah. the family guy pose. They learned it here. But, yeah. <laughs> But then it turns out it's a it's a, it fake, was a ruse. brutally crumpled. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's going to damage you from this oh amazing spot. Yeah, that so that's my favorite thing. Uh, oh, and also like uh, right after that when Draco is like you have to kill me, I'm gonna fight you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does like a perfect Dark Souls roll to use iframes to avoid the damage. <laughs> Smart. Uh, and I mean, this it, is it how is, he killed like, all those dragons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You know what? I buy it. <laughs> I take it back to his quid. It makes sense. It's all on the screen. Oh, that's a note I found is that uh, the director and Dennis Quaid, it says, wanted to have uh, Eastern influence in his sword play. So he's mm-hmm. doing some like the last samurai bits. And uh, he was trained by. Oh, yeah, totally. Kiyoshi Yamasaki, who was the mm-hmm. fight coordinator of Dune. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got like, there. Like uh, David Lynch Dune. Exactly. My that's my mission oh, in every mean movie club is to find the Dune, Dune connection. Yeah. Not the, the new Dune. Dune. Okay. Uh oh. That makes sense. <laughs> he taught Kyle McLaughlin <laughs> to rule planets. Yeah. <laughs> Fight in cube. <sighs> Fight in the they, cube. Like I, that's so lame that they're trying to talk about any of the fight choreography like in this good. movie like it is anything specific. Yeah, like, these are some of the most really plastic bad. ass looking swords I've ever seen. <laughs> and, uh, I, this is like oh. the no blood era too not that I like have huge problems with that like I think we have a little too much blood these days but like remember when sword fights they would stab someone and they would come out perfectly clean 
or like you'd throw an axe and there'd be yeah. like no red around it like that would just be it mm-hmm. I, I think that My, was just pg hook, movies right, right? We covered hook yeah. that way <laughs> Only well and ones. it's like all medieval movies are like everyone's wearing so much armor and you just sort of vaguely gesture your sword near a guy and he like throws his ah! arms up and falls down. Like Yeah, Wilhelm scream. I, it's made me mad my whole life. And it's like totally like a, a fuckboy military history nerd <laughs> douche thing to be mad about. But like I have been mad about it forever. Oh. And I am still mad about it. You know what like, you need yeah. is another Sean Connery vehicle where the fighting only ends in decapitations. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. Highlander. But we are talking I about d- Highlander. I do need to see Highlander at some point. Like, like, I actually do need to do we've that. We've been having fun with Sean Connery's voice here, but imagine it exactly the same where he's playing a Spanish-dressed Egyptian ancient man. And he's I, like, I Take have up no your idea sword, what you just said. Oh. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is he, is he, a, he's Egyptian? Or yes. he's Spanish? He's Highlander. He's, he lives through all times. <laughs> and he's <so>. Highlandish? <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah, I can oh, see well, you. We've got a future movie things. club there. We, I'm really should, excited to yeah, make you guys up. have to watch that. Just on the note of Sean Connery, and so we get it squared away, could we each do our uh, Draco uh-huh. quote in Sean Connery voice right now just to see where we're all at? So just pick your favorite. Uh, I'll just go first because I'm ready here. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't even know how this is going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Come on. Get it together. Get Tom. it together. <laughs> I merely chewed in self-defense, but I never swallowed. It's harder than I thought it would be. Wow, 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 buddy. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Sarah, how about you? Let's see here. Uh, This is impossible. This isn't a... It's hard. I can't... My mouth doesn't... I need to hear it. It's okay. It's a safe space. Can you get your buttocks off my tongue? I hate this. (laughs) I hate... No, but you have to put a little Dennis Quaid in your mouth first. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Can you get your buttocks off my my tongue? Spat all over my computer. I can't do... It's not possible for me. I have the... My vocal (laughs) cords are so tight, and I have a little mouth already. So I'm always (laughs) going to sound like... A six-year-old girl, and that's just the life of my. That's just the <laughs> truth, okay? I think you've done especially well considering your, uh, yeah, extensive disabilities. Thank uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right, do tiny do, girl mail. Girl yeah. mail. Uh, here, mine starts with Bowen. TGM. And now, Draco, without you, what do we do? Where do we turn? <laughs> to the stars, Bowen. To the stars. And then he turns into a gas and flies into space. (laughs) This music was also used at an Olympics. that main theme with me my whole life and I actually like it but 
That's it. That's the only thing I like. Dan, that was a really good impression. You can actually do it. You can do that's the weird. Wild. I don't know if that's thing. true. I'll keep going down this list. I am the last one. Is the last. That's pretty dragon. good. Right. He he gets to a growly place. I'm not there yet. I'll have to start smoking. I do like the line. Then as my friend, strike please. Yeah. Like <laughs> strike please. Yeah. He hits that hard. That's cute. That's Hitting it hard. The, the, the manners is cute. I, I like when he uh, has fooled some villagers and swims away pretending to have been shot and he sees some sheep. <laughs> he pokes his like highest res dragon oh, head dude. out of the water. And uh, what is he? He's just like, ooh, hello there. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I made a note, but I can't remember where it is because that fucked me up. Yeah. We, we definitely heard Sean Connery's real wet mouth the like most, one inch from a mic. Yeah, he did like seduce the sheep, Sean. We need this. Land this. But yeah, his singing is also impeccable. He's doing his Draco voice the whole movie, but when he says hello to the sheep, he's doing just like Sean Connery, James Bond, normal guy. He's like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, never do that into a mic again, please. I can't. (laughs) Deal. (laughs) What I'm realizing about Bowen is that like when I do... The what in my head sounds like Bowen is like Dennis Quaid doing Beetlejuice. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Let's hear right. it. Doing a Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm. he. Uh, no, that makes sense. Michael Keaton didn't even do that for Batman, and then that became the Batman voice. That's wild. It, it's yeah. It's it's those lines where he's like, where he's like being like a weird shitlord, like a, a hedge knight guy. Yeah. What's something he says like? He's like just being bitter and like sort of like a shitlord and like sort of trying to be funny. Like, ha, please the Einan's lackeys, that's a service to mankind. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's it, like a weird Midwestern trucker. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's something like Beetlejuice is too generous because that's like a performance that I love. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's just totally bizarre. We were robbed of Liam Neeson. Why waste good <laughs> food on bad rhetoric? That's like the most written joke. and <laughs> It's real bad. It is. Uh, okay, let's, let's, uh, yeah, so we, Dan, you, we should have segued your Amazing Stars quote into the fact that after, <laughs> after at, at Draco's bed, yeah. Bowen whips a battle axe into him, making him freak the fuck out and die. Oh! Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, Einan dies because the dragon heart has been smote, mm-hmm. and uh, Draco becomes... Uh, you know, a cloud of Dark Souls XP, <laughs> which coagulates into a star, which joins the dragon constellation and then subsumes like every star in that quadrant of that the universe. <laughs> Destroys a hundred worlds. That's so let's go, because the process of this to me was like, okay, all stars come together, do a big supernova, and then a bunch of little stars that look even more like a dragon form, and then they're like, wait, <laughs> never mind. And then they go back. Just like for one stars. minute, it flexed on all other constellations. <laughs> like, look mm-hmm. how much I look like the thing I am. Yeah. But yeah, it does give us, like, specifically Draco is Jesus, Dragon Jesus, and he's like, 
with his death and incarnation, opening the gates to the kingdom of Dragon Heaven. He has <laughs> redeemed mankind with his death, and now Kara and Bowen can found the United <laughs> States of England. <laughs> right. No more kings. Peasant rule forever. Yeah. <laughs> and Pete Postlethwaite is like, yeah, and it was like, you know, it was like good after that, I guess, until it wasn't. Yeah. The end. <laughs> what a voiceover. Like, if you're going to leave it that ambiguous, why have one at all? They're like, I guess they were in charge and it went fine. (laughs) 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 I'm glad to revisit this movie and probably never again. Yeah, I think that that's probably enough for me as well. Yeah. You're done? I'm just getting started with this guy. This is my first run with Dragon Heart. I guess I need like, what, 20 years to like just stew on it? Well, I'll send you the link to the PlayStation video game playthrough. Sweet. You can really get a, the atmosphere. Lord. Yeah. It's like the worst. It's worse than all of those terrible, like, CDI Zelda games. <laughs> it's wild. I can't believe that I didn't choose Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, because I also <laughs> hate that movie, but want to watch it every day. That would have been so forever. much more fun doing Morgan yeah. Freeman's, uh, like, Listen, uh, oh, God. we got a long way to go. The, it turns out. Uh, we could just do this forever, so it'll come yeah. back. It'll come no, back. and it like yeah. it as much as I don't like it. I've definitely seen it a bunch of times, not in the last <laughs> decade or longer, and it certainly has like a bunch of moments that live in my brain forever. Mainly just Dennis Quaid going Ainen, <laughs> but like yeah. with like very little context. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's I mean it's it's a part of me. Yeah. <laughs> This is like a what could have been moment for history if like people had given a shit about Dragonheart instead of Lord of the Rings. Oh my god, that is an even darker. It's nice to think about an even darker future than the one we currently inhabit. Right? So it could always be worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Any closing thoughts from you guys? No, that's oh, <laughs> um, offered as, it all. As David Thewlis, sorry, uh, my last note here is as David Thewlis like. Gets more ragged and like undead zombie king vibes. He, I think he starts to look like Jinx Monsoon. Oh yeah, that's the hair. It's right, like that's <laughs> who I would recast. <laughs> that would be an amazing cast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Dude, drag and heart. <laughs> it's oh, already god. in the title. Oh god, yeah. Screw like live action remakes of Disney classics. I want drag queen remakes of everything. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm listening to the the you are good of Tu Wang Fu. Thanks for the memories. Listen to that Ooh. one. That's a good one. It's, that movie's so cute. We should we should watch that together. But uh, agree, Dragonheart. Emphasis on drag, and on her <laughs> drag. <laughs> her drag on her. <laughs> uh, thank you for introducing right. me to this movie. I'm glad it's part yeah. of my life now. Thank you, audience, for coming with us. And now to take us out of the podcast, Sarah is going to recite the Oath of the Old Code from memory. I swear to be dragon friend. I'm here to be friend to dragon. I have sword and I love my dragon. I'm friend to all and not uh, those who oppose or deny my dragon. (laughs) I know the exact TikTok you're doing, and it's way better than this movie. Oh, man.
Uh, I have a note here that says Draco is a bottom. I wish I remembered what I was thinking when I wrote that. <laughs> I do too. I feel like we really lost an opportunity there. <laughs> you got pegging and throat goat in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's a ro- what can I say? It's a romantic film. <laughs> <laughs> It's also got the meat guys. Oh, the meat guys. <laughs> Meat's back on the menu, boys. Oh shit! Right? Cause like they have so many pigs and fish. Yeah. Why is like, it people that they focus on? 